This is a Rooster Teeth production. Long time no see, my demi liches. How long into the stinky dragon imbibe our latest beb? Satisfactory phylactery. It's a mixture of leech peach schnapps, cursed cream liqueur, and a few dashes of granadrain. One drop of this lifeless libation is more satiating to the skull than slaying seven mortal souls. Previously, our adventurers rescued Gum Gum from an abysmal fate, made a new rocky relationship that led them to the place of shiny no-nos. There they egressed through an Emmer's gateway to uncover Paralite's underwater lair, where they became trapped with a few familiar friends. But they managed to free themselves, fight underwater Everguards, and foil a force shield. Now only one thing stands between them and Paralite, an army of Everguards. Can the party prevail over Paralite's parade of pawns, or is this the end of the inordinate infinite internship? Relax your restless skulls and let's see how this story unfolds. <laughs> Is this unbeknownst to us the finale of Stinky Dragon? <laughs> it's a happy total party kill uh, episode, everyone. We're here to, to revel in Paralyte's victory over the Infinites. We're here. We're ready. Get used to it. Is her hand still injured? Did I do lasting damage? She had a glove on. Rolling perception. Oh, she got Luke Skywalkered. Like that was called out specifically. I heard that. Well, she always wears the gloves because the gloves are like her. I don't know. That's oh, how yeah. she gets her power. That's the like item that That's she why took. I, right? I plan to chop off her hands. Oh, so like. With your bow and arrow? Like Michael Jackson and Captain Eve. No, he has a sword. Remember? He used it once. Yeah. <laughs> Only for a special, <laughs> special reasons. Yeah, so but when you used it, you loved it. Yeah, that also is whenever you realize he was using a shield the whole time oh, while right. using a bow and arrow. So Listen, if it's maybe on my it back, some, like, it means it's active. Does anyone have a sword or a knife that they've never used in this game yet? I have hand axes that I've only used as, like, items. Yeah, I might have, like, a hand axe or a javelin or something. Because I want this to be, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, where Jack Sparrow has that gun with one bullet in that he's saving for Captain Barbosa. <laughs> and it's, like, someone saving their knife for Paralyte's hand and will not use it on anything else. That's what I want. I have a dart. I'd be a, pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> Gum Gum has a very special flower he's saving up for her. Do you, do you want to share what kind of flower it is? Um, he's got to Google it first. No, I'm thinking. Is uh, it the one that eats people? No, no, that's not big enough for her. Is it little I'll shop, think little on it. A horror style. Mm. Feed me, Gum Gum. <laughs> 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 the whole host of Everguards roars with shouts of acclaim and the pounding of armor. You feel the atrium itself vibrating from the deafening clamor. Paralyte holds up a gloved hand pointing in your direction. Everguards, it's time to end the infinite interns once and for all. Attack! A horde of Everguards starts charging straight toward you. <laughs> Suddenly, a surge of water fires out into the crowd, knocking a platoon of Everguards to the ground. Smash! You see Bray standing at the bottom of one of the stairwells, pressing a glyph on the ground. On either side of her, two portals are gushing water into the lower level of the Immersium. The other sheer rays rush to surround Bray, protecting her from the onslaught of Everguards. She looks to you all, points to the other three stairwells with glyphs, and yells over the rushing water, Flood the Immersium! Okay. 
<laughs> if you remember, so I'm spitting. <laughs> the Immersium is just like a, a big circular area. You all were kind of on a walkway on the upper level, and there were four little alcoves at the top. And then there were stairways from each alcove going down to the floor below. Yeah, where there was like portals. Yeah, in fact, there's 24 portals on the bottom Whoa. floor of the Immersium. You can see through them. It's like they're all opening up to various areas in Phaza. And the stairs that I mentioned that go down from the alcoves, they're all about, from where you are, it's about 20 feet down to the floor of the Immersium. You knew we were going to ask, didn't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's important to set the, set the stage <laughs> to, to head off these kinds of questions. So there's the floor uh, is where all the portals are and where all the guards are. Correct. And we're up in one of the alcoves. The only way to then get to another... And so, so Bray is at another alcove? Yeah, if you remember when you all came into the Immersium, you all went to the left and Bray went to the right. Went to the right. Bray and the Shear Race took care of the alcove to the east. You all took care of the alcove to the west. So you see Bray has finished with her alcove and has come down to the lower floor. Okay, so objective is get to the other two alcoves somehow. Well, what Bray is telling you is uh, you can see Bray on the floor pressing one of the glyphs. Oh, there's floors on the glyph down the are on in the, the, floor. the, on the floor. Correct. <laughs> down yeah. in the out. Down, <laughs> down on the floor. Correct. Bray's saying, ladies and gentlemen, do the wave. <laughs> and everyone's dying. And yeah, you can see that there are glyphs at the base of each of the stairwells uh, on the, the Immersion floor. A total of four currently. Did we see if that glyph, pressing that glyph, had any effect on that diagem core? Roll a perception check for me. Copy that. Gym core is the genre of music I listen to when I work out. <laughs> John? Perceiving a 17. Ooh. The diagem core still seems to be as you saw it before. Remember, there's a, the eel swimming around it. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, Giant electrical eel. Yeah. Yeah. From the yeah. previous episode. Probably it's pet. But yeah, it, it does not seem to have had any effect on it that you can ascertain. Didn't it like flicker? I don't recall that. When we did our thing. The eel is, like, discharging electricity around it. Okay. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Okay. And the guy, there was someone in a cloak, a green cloak, that was, it like... It was a cloak. They were glowing green. And what happened to them? They ran off? We fought. Someone in a cloak? What are you talking about? When we went into the, the room with the water. Oh, yeah. You There were three Everguards in the alcove, and you dispatched all three of them. I thought there was one that was, like, charging up oh, in the middle it, of it. It was, like, a priest kind of... Yeah, there was, like, a magic user and two fighters, basically. Okay, and we yeah. dispatched them. And that, that, that was your objective with Bray. You had to take care of the magic user on this alcove, and Bray went to take mm. care of the other one. Okay. Right, 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 right. Mm. We're all caught up. People who are listening to these back-to-back are like, God, they have such terrible <laughs> memories. <Yeah. laughs> they just did this Five minutes ago, I know. right after I ate my Subway sandwich. <laughs> Not sponsored. So, a f- fin- final catch-up question. So, what, what did what did Bart see? What did you see, Bart, with your perception? Uh, nothing. No, no change to the diagem core. Correct. Oh, that's what you were looking for. Okay. Yeah. So, you don't have much time. You know, Bray has told you what you need to do to accomplish your task to deal with all of the Everguards here. Time is short. Where's a rune? I want a rune to step on. What if I shot it? Just real fast, you only have a short amount of time in order to accomplish all of this, and that time starts now. Oh, shoot. Should I shoot uh, it? You want to take a shot? Sure. All do right. it. I'm gonna, uh, I looked back to see if Gus actually had a timer going. Longbow of triumph. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at the gym core. Uh, all right, go ahead and make an attack roll. That is a nat 20 plus 10. Ooh. 30. Go ahead and uh, roll your damage. All right. And ka-chow. Ka-chow. 13. Did it automatically put the plus? I don't know. It says crit 13. Yeah, it put your crit attack in there. It didn't calculate it the way I do. The way I would have calculated it, you would have done an additional three point of damage. So that's a 16. Yeah, your arrow flies true, striking the glyph dead on, but it doesn't seem to have any effect. Damn, I can't believe I was Like, does that. it not even get pressed in? It's, it's touch sensitive. Not as, far as you, not as far as you can tell. Um, How far are we from that glyph? Like 20 feet, right? Yeah, correct. You all are in the air. There are various glyphs at the bottom of each staircase. And now that you're looking, you can see 
that Evergards are rushing to the portholes that have been opened by Bray and are trying to block it and stuff it up with whatever they have, like uh, cloaks, shields, rope. So you said 20 feet, huh? Dash away. 20 feet to the closest one. Mm. And then there are others around um, the Immersium. Could I potentially... How far are they, are they from each other? So if, like, let's say... I was standing on one of the glyphs. How far would the next glyph be from that? I'm measuring with my fingers. It looks like about 80 feet. Dang it. Okay. 80 feet to the closest ones and then maybe a little further, like 100 feet to the one furthest away. Gum Gum, don't you have the little teleporter? I got, I got, okay. <gasps> I got some leather sacks of exploding jelly. If I, I put them on my I, arrows. I don't know if that's going to, I think we need to go actually well, was, touch these. No, no, not for the glyphs. Oh. For the Eberguards, you're trying to plug up the thing. It'd be hard, a lot harder to plug up a hole that's been exploded jellied. Well, if it's a portal, I don't know if that explodes <laughs> it, but yeah, it would at least do some damage. Uh, to the Eberguards. Bart, it seems like you're trying to head I'll, towards the glyph. Yeah, I want to go press one. Go for it. Could I go run and and press one of the glyphs closest one to me uh yeah you're just gonna run dart down the stairs and try to press that glyph in front I'm of you i'm gonna cast invisibility first okay on myself all right so cast invisibility just in case and then you run down the stairs yes all right from everyone else's perspective bart seems to pop out of uh existence <laughs> oh no bart but then down below you can see that the glyph in front of you appears to get pressed and more water starts flooding into and gushing into the immersium from another portal Okay. Oh, so these are all just water things then? Like none yeah, of that they all have they stuff. all have that same three line graphic on them. Got icon. It. What is the furthest one away? Uh, it's about a hundred, a little over a hundred feet away. But that's the from one Bra- where Bart is. Correct. But that's the one that Bray has pressed. Okay. The other two away from Bart are about eighty feet to the north and eighty feet to the south. Oh, okay, okay so I'll 80. go for the south one. Wait, I have a question. Is how much water is in the place now? It's pretty quickly filling up, but it's such a vast room that it's not to the point where you need to struggle to keep your feet yet. Okay. Is it enough where maybe a, a dinosaur? <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> you need a little more water than that. <laughs> Could I run and use my ring of jumping to jump towards the furthest one away? I guess you said you're going south, so I'll go north. Yeah. North is to the left. I going north. I'll go south. And then is also like all these portals opening up around the the land it's like meanwhile in pious pass there's just water coming into some dude's <laughs> kitchen he's like what's going on <laughs> you all are running short on time uh, go how, go, how go. Far, yeah how far how far can i go if i run and jump how what's, far? what's your base movement a base movement rod? is 40 feet. So if you double moved alone, that would be 80. And then your jump, I mean, you would do a triple jump. Let's say you'd get about 30 feet of jump. So I could make it 100 feet all the oh, way to the further one. Absolutely. You're only 80 feet away. Oh, though, okay. Right? Could I jump to there and double speed? And then I can't use an item, so I couldn't use my... But you can get there far enough. Yeah. I was going to try and get two ones. All right. No, um, yeah. You uh, run to the uh, southern one, jump over Everguards, and make your way there. They all look up at you kind of free willy style as you fly over their heads, <laughs> uh, land on the glyph and manage to press it and it clicks and more water starts pouring into the immersion. And and I, while I jump, I go, hi guys. <laughs> but turn into like a hamster or something, right? I will grab you and then I will double speed over and I'll throw you the <laughs> oh remaining distance. Oh my God, distance. that's a great idea. That's a great that's idea. That's the smallest yeah, 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 yeah. thing I've seen. Wait, I gotta see. You've what... been a hamster before, right? Have I been a hamster? Or a, or or a, a hamster. A rat, maybe? TikTok, TikTok. We're, we're being timed. We're get, just, just do it. Be this a hamster. Is mud, this, is mud, this is in mud brain time. I'm just looking hey, at mud brain. We I'm know like, you got badger and I can carry something a badger. heavy like a, like a, a hedgehog. I could be a kitty. Heavy like All right, a kitty. I could be a kitty. He could only be things he's seen. All right, Gus, he turned into meowed. All right. So I'm going to pick up Meowd, and I'm going to double the speed so that's 70 feet, and I'm going to toss him the rest of the way. Okay, make a strength check or an athletics check to toss him. Okay. Come on, Meowd. Whee! 
Oh, it's mud. That's what that is. I was like, why does he keep saying meowed? <laughs> the cat version of mud. Yeah. Meowed. I'm a kitty. That's a mm -hmm. 13. 13. That's what you needed. Oh my uh, God. You managed to, to toss meowed through the air. It lands on the glyph, <laughs> <laughs> setting it off. <laughs> you throw the cat. Cat's not heavy enough. It doesn't go down. <laughs> is this where we find out this isn't what we needed to do? <laughs> Whoosh. A torrent of water gushes into the Immersium, flooding the lower level. Yay! A few Everguards manage to scramble through the Immersed gateways, but everyone else is inundated with the raging flow of water. Over the chaos, you hear Bray call out to you. My fellow Shearays and I will deal with these Everguards. They will rue the day they invaded our home. You four, go after Paralyte. It looks like she's protecting the pair of mages that are conjuring the force shield around the diagem core. We must reach the core before more Everguards escape through the gateways. Can I run back to Kyborg and get up on his shoulder? Uh, sure. You still a kitty? I'm a kitty. Do we need to keep pressing these, though? Oh, is it like a hold to keep having water, or is it just a push and then it goes down? It appears to be a toggle. You press it, and then it and activates. Good gamer speed. Uh, do we need to keep pressing these in order <laughs> for uh, you guys to do what you gotta do, Bri? No, you're good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he thinks we're good. <laughs> so they're up. They're up on like the northern alcove. Now, when you say that Paralyte is protecting them, uh, is it just like she's using her body or does she have some sort of force field stuff of her own? You might want to go up there and find out. Well, I also wrote down that uh, Paralyte seems to be using the Diagem core to control the Everguards. Mm. Yeah. How, how far it. away is Paralyte from these? We're at the, the, where's the north alcove from us? To the north. Well, I'm, the, I'm in the north. <laughs> yeah, he so, went north. Uh, so he tossed you to the northern glyph. He tossed I'm mud. I'm, I'm looking, I'm pointing at mud. That's I'm a terrible no, thing for an audio podcast. North. I'm more yeah. north. Mud was tossed to the northern glyph. So mud is at the base of the stairs that lead up to the northern alcove. Don't worry, guys. That's a kitty. I just heard <laughs> back. Hey, don't worry, guys. I've got this. <laughs> All of a sudden, he rolls onto his back and wants belly rubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I have claw attack. It's a plus zero to hit. <laughs> nice. I'm looking at the cat stats. They're not good. Uh, Bart wants to start moving towards the north. Okay. Because I know it probably takes me a couple movements to get there. Just to be totally clear, you have two options, Bart. You can try to continue on the ground, which is flooding with water very rapidly and filled with portals and Everguards, or you can go back up the stairs on the upper level and walk around that way. That way is a little further. I'll go up. Okay. Just because I don't think Bart's a very good swimmer. No, I don't think halflings are known for the swimming. I'm also very dense, so I'll probably sink. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> not how, not that's, how, how, that's how it works. That's not how human bodies <laughs> that's how it works. work. You're thick like a hedgehog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we all know that you, Barbara, in real life, float more than Blaine, who's denser and just goes straight to the exactly. bottom of the pool. That's how it works. The anatomy, I studied biology. <laughs> we talked to you about this. Um, <laughs> bones sink, so Bart is big boned. I'm I, big boned, yeah. Yeah, so Bart like would, Cartman would say. Yeah, <laughs> would fall straight to the, or would sink straight to the bottom of water. I'm not fat, I'm big bones. <laughs> uh, could I follow Bart, though I don't see him, I guess? You're in a different alcove. I know. I'm way on the opposite side. Y yeah, you are in the southern portion of the Immersium. So to get to the northern point, uh, you have to kind of like uh -oh. go around the diagem core, which is in the middle of the Immersium. So you can kind of like go on the ground to the left or to the right or go back up the stairs to the upper level and go around the uh, Immersium. But be aware that Evil Eel is down there. So don't get too close because it'll attack you. And the priests are protecting the diagem core. Who are you talking about? The priests are, are adding, a, making a force field around the diagem core, and Paralyte is protecting the priests. I want to be clear. Magic users. 
magic users yeah. are there. <laughs> not priests. And, Correct. And okay. the, the giant eel is there with the diagem core as well. No Catholic priests. Correct. But the uh, <laughs> the magic users are in the northern alcove with Paralyte. The diagem core is in the center with the eel. Oh, the and so they're they're from a distance casting Correct. to protect. Okay. Correct. So we need to go to the to the the magic users and Paralyte. How far are they from me? If I jumped glyph to glyph from where you are to get from the southern oh. glyph to the northern glyph, it's about a hundred feet. But the diagem core is blocking in the way. So like I said, you have to go either to the left around it or the right around it. It's like, think of the Immersium like a donut. You're in the southern part of the donut. You cannot go through the hole. Mm. You have to go to the left or the right okay. around the hole. The donut helps. <laughs> There's an eel in the hole. And there is an eel in the, in the donut hole. Okay, well, I guess I'll run and take a big jump to the right. Okay, which would be to the east, which is where Bray and uh, the Shear Rays are. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to the eastern way. You're not going to be able to make it the entire way. What do we say you could do? If you double move, it's 80 and then jump and maybe another 30. 30. So that's about 110. You're going to be a little short of the entire way. Like I said, it's about 130, 140 feet. But you do clear most of the distance and you close in to within about 20 feet of the glyph on the northern part of the Immersium. Where is Paralyte's attention? Paralyte is in that northern alcove surveying the chaos below her, keeping a close eye on all of you. Except for me, because I'm invisible. Make a stealth check. God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen. Then you get plus ten. Oh, wait, no, you you get it with advantage. Oh, advantage, yeah. So I roll again. Uh, That's a (laughs) thirty. Wow. I rolled a twenty, and then I have a plus ten on my stealth, so. Damn. Sneaky. I don't think Paralyte will be able to perceive that, but I'll make a perception check just for fun. I am the knight. (laughs) (laughs) Paralyte doesn't seem to be staring at you particularly, Bart. A very uh, passive way of saying she doesn't see you. You're doing a great job. You're so invisible right now. So I'm the closest to Paralyte. I'm like 20 feet from the magic casters in Paralyte. Correct. And Kyborg is only what? Like 10 feet? 10 feet below behind me. Oh, yeah. The Kyborg did run and then throw. So, yeah, correct. About 10 feet. Okay. Should we address Paralyte? I'll just walk the rest of the distance to get up close. Walk a super cool yeah. action star walk. Not moonwalk in. <laughs> Roll for moonwalk. No. So you all, we'll say everyone meets up at the northern glyph. Yeah, let's say that. Okay. What does the party want to do now that everyone is together? I want to hiss. I want to shoot. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're, if we need, if we're waiting for the thing to initiate initiative, then whoever has the highest attack should probably just attack right now. Just get a pot shot. Can off. you, but question, can, can you place a kitten on the end of an arrow and shoot it? Find out on our TikTok <laughs> where we check this challenge. If I came around the top, though, if I went upstairs, where am I? I I assume you wouldn't walk back down. Right. So, yeah, okay, you are at the top then. Okay. Bart, as you reach the final chamber, you see the alcove is larger than the others and stocked with crates, but it isn't full of water. Before you is a row of archers with their bows drawn. Ah, dang it. And behind them are two robed mages glowing green as they gesture and chant their force shield spell. Between the two mages stands Paralyte. She lowers her hood and you see one half of her pale face is disfigured, while the other is contorted with rage. Her deep black eyes glare down at the four of you. Wait, did we disfigure her? Yeah. Uh, remember the rain, the, uh, the rain oh, of Papi Oh, yeah. Can't you see the bigger picture? The infinites are no more. You're the interns of nothing. Only I can save Faza. Me. No one else. You insolent nobodies have meddled in my plans for the last time. This ends... Now, 
Paralyte dons her hood and vanishes into the crowd of Everguards. Everyone roll initiative. God. So we don't know which one she is. Before she disappears, can I go, save Faza, but you can't save face, huh? <laughs> 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 I hope that didn't anger her more. 22. 9. 19. 10. Yeah, you all look into the crowd, and of course, there's, you know, several Everguards ahead of you in that alcove. Then, without warning, one of the Everguards steps forward and rushes down the stairs, closing the distance with Gum Gum. And very quickly takes a swing at Gum Gum. Hold on. I thought he was an archer. Who? You said there's three archers and two magic casters. Yeah, and Paralyte. So this guy's rushing and not using his archery. He's using a sword. Correct. That's like archery 101. This like person's rushing gum gum and taking a swing. Instead of being an archer. When I say a swing, I mean like a punch. Again, instead of shooting their bow and arrow? Correct. Yeah. All right. I mean, we won't complain. I think that just confused me. I've never like, like I'm like, archers have their one move. Wait, <laughs> I bet this is some kind of like death touch. This so is illegal. This is illegal. No, be careful. Uh, if they hits touch you. AC 24. Gum gum, make a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. As a little kitty, I pull out a red flag and I say, illegal move. Mm. Foul on the play. Foul on the play. But it sounds like, foul. Yeah! <laughs> 11. Gum Gum, you feel all of your limbs begin freezing up. Why is a, leave his limbs alone? Oh man, not again. <laughs> so where are they frozen? Uh, <laughs> like T-posing or at his side or what? How are you standing, Gum Gum? Uh, I guess I was standing, like, holding a sack of, of uh, exploding, exploding jellies. jellies. <laughs> uh, well, you're holding your exploding jelly. You get rushed, and a gloved hand takes a swing at you, striking you, freezing you in position as you take 13 points of damage. <gasps> oh, that's not good. Gloved hand, huh? Who could that possibly be? <laughs> Watching Chris just click on his cursor 13 damage <laughs> points. Yeah. The most depressing thing. I get it. That's paralyzed. The figure that rushed down reaches under a cloak and tosses a sharp item in the direction of Mud. Mud does a 25 hit. If I'm in the mood, <laughs> which I'm not right now, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say no. I'm okay. Well, unfortunately, a dart flies in your direction, piercing your skin, hitting you. You must also make a Constitution saving throw. Oh my goodness. 19. Oh, you feel really sick, like almost nauseous, but you're able to like shake it off. Yeah. And wave it off. Because I'm a kitty. <laughs> oh, no. You're a kitty who takes. <laughs> I am not going to be a kitty any longer. She is going to dart the kitty out of me. <laughs> 21 points of damage. Oh, man. I'm no more kitty. I guess I'll take some damage. What was that? 21? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Then the hooded figure raises a clenched fist in the air and yells, Fire! And a volley of arrows rain down on the party. Everyone except Gum Gum can make a dexterity saving throw. Even me, even though they don't know. Oh, where not I am. you. So only Kyborg and Mud. Twenty-one. Nine, but I'm gonna re-roll because I'm lucky. <laughs> I hate that lucky. I hate Actually, it so let me, much. Let me double check that I am indeed. Oh, you, you may have used all of them already. I don't know if we've had a rest. I thought he saved some. I thought I saved one. One, yeah, I think it was one. I do remember that. Uh, I didn't, but I have a uh, inspiration, inspiration die. die. Do that. Okay, that you can do. Okay, taking the inspiration off. Re-rolling dexterity, that's mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 11. Oh, that's good enough. Hey! Actually, that did save you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so you all only take half damage as a volley of arrows rains down upon you from above. So each of you take three points of damage. Oh, that's not so bad. After you've taken 21. 21. Yeah, three still is like, oh, okay. That's a lot. Gus, do I take <laughs> six then? Because I didn't get to dodge it. Oh, correct. Okay. You take the full six. Now he froze in the perfect position where the arrows just went right around him. And now it is your turn, Gum Gum. However, all of your limbs are frozen in place. You seem to be unable to move. 
Only my limbs, or can I move my body and neck and mouth? No, you're entirely frozen. Okay. You're entirely stuck. Uh, am I able to rage as a bonus action? Huh. I'm still angry. I know yeah, I can. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not like a physical thing you do. Yeah. It's like uh, you just get really mad. He's a statue, but he's an angry statue. I'm an angry statue. All right, so I'm going to rage. You're like Luke in the Wampum's Cave. Uh, and I'll roll my uh, random rager. Oh, right. <laughs> and see what happens. Do any of them dispel all magic in the immediate vicinity and give your party plus 20 health? Ah. Any chance that's one of your well, abilities? I summon a flumph. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, I rolled a three. An intangible spirit, which looks like a flump or a pixie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Five feet of one creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you. At the end of your current turn, the spirit explodes, and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on dexterity. Saving throw or take 1d6. Force damage until your rage ends. You can use, uh, resummon this flump. Can the statue decide where the flump goes? Yes. Okay. Well, good thing they're all grouped up there at the top there, bud. You don't even need your exploding gels. Yeah. You have an exploding so, fairy. So, so the uh, magic caster are 30 feet away. Gum Gum, I feel like we keep encountering this flump. Uh-huh. What's its name? Oh, this flump? His name is, um... Like a spaghetti like monster. A giant jellyfish. His name is... Bush Boy. Bush Boy. <laughs> Bush Boy the flump. Bush yeah, or Butch? Bush. Bush Boy. I hope we don't cut out any of the time it took Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I want all Honestly, the long let's positive. extend it. I yeah. <laughs> so up the stairs is 20 feet, and then the first ever guards you can see is like the archers. They're 10 feet away from there, so they're 30 feet from the base of the stairs. Then the magic casters are recessed another 10 feet behind them. So the magic casters are probably a total of 40 feet away from the base of the stairs. Okay, well, I want to put my flump. He has a name. I want to put Bush Boy over it. If I can get close enough to hit the, the magic users, I would, but if not, I guess the archers in front of them. Yeah. What's the range on the flump? It is 30 feet. Yeah, so you can get to the archers, not the magic users. And then it's a five-foot radius around the flump, so. You'd be able to get two of the archers at once if you wanted to. You can either choose, I mean, definitely the one in the center, and then either the one on the left or the one on the right from your perspective. All right, then I will do, I guess, the one on the right. Okay, so uh, you create your flump at the top of the stairs between the archers favoring the east side. And I'm frozen. You're frozen. Let it go. I just can't do anything besides the... Nothing that requires any movement. Okay. Um, Can he cry? Tears could roll down his eyes, but there would be no sobbing. <laughs> So, Chris, do you want to cry? I mean, I might be crying. This is what it sounds. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when Gum Gum cries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't think there's anything else I can do, gay. So this is um, what it sounds like when a Gum Gum cries. Uh, can I drop stuff? No. Okay. This is just then, a time. This, yeah. this is this is an opportunity for mindful meditation for Gum Gum to slow it down once in a while and really think about you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I'll I guess I'll use my. Uh, here's what I can do. Oh, here it comes. I'll bolster myself. You can touch oneself, including nope. yourself. Nope. Well, I'm not touch. touching myself. I'm just like myself. It says you can touch. It's like uh, my guidance. I have to slap myself. Yeah. I have to give myself a little tummy rub. You can't just go. Eh. You can't move his hand. No. You, it's like if you have to go out of your way to make a new touch. For what, that. A, what if his tongue, mm -hmm. which is inside of his body, touches the roof of his mouth? Frozen. Okay. No, well, his tongue? Guys, let it go. Mind. <laughs> what, about, what about the medulla oblongata? <laughs> is that frozen? Uh, no, because he can still think. All right. Well, my flump explodes, and I'm like, guys. Or I nope. can't say anything. <laughs> it's just breathing. It's just like labored breathing. Can't even do that. His throat's probably. So, uh, <laughs> your flump detonates. Go ahead and roll your damage for that. All right. 
<laughs> it was a D6 force damage. Okay. Who's next so they know what they're doing? Uh, and next is Zam and then Kyborg. Oh, what? They rolled better than me? Yeah. Impossible. Not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. One. The flump explodes above you in the alcove, dealing a point of damage. Uh, your turn's over, right, Gum Gum? Inspiration. Uh, I don't have an inspiration, no. And then my turn's over. Okay, so anything. go ahead and make another constitution save to see if you're able to free your limbs. Mm. <gasps> it's 11. Mm, now your limbs are still frozen in place. You're trying your best to will yourself to move again, but it doesn't seem to be working. All right. All right, it's their turn. So the one at the top who did not get damaged by the flump, they're going to go ahead and take their turn. They pull up a crossbow and they aim it at... I'm going to roll to see who they're taking aim at. Nobody. Themselves. Whoa. It happens. Kyborg. Ooh. You're a rookie. You use a crossbow. You're not a real archer. You're a fake. <laughs> Personal. <laughs> a crossbow bolt flies out. In your direction, hitting AC 13. I'm a 16, you uh, rookie. You're a rookie. You're bad at your job. Boo! Boo this man! Boo! Boo! The enemy seems very upset at your yelling and uh, like pops down to one knee, like closes an eye, really tries to aim and fires off another crossbow. Oh, bolt. here we go, guys. Here we go. Boo! boo! <laughs> there's, there's a boo coming from a, an invisible body. They can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Just casting your voice. It hits AC 22. Oh, you got this one, but I bet it's nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> the bolt flies true, hitting you for 13 points of damage. Ah, that's nothing. <sighs> oh, shoot. Hold on. <laughs> Do you have social media? Do you follow at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram? Why not? Well, you, maybe you do. So thank you if you do. If you don't, you better go give us a follow at Stinky Dragon Pod. Please, 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 if you could give us a follow and maybe give us a share. Social media is the lifeblood of podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Maybe you could uh, take a picture and send it to us of uh, yourself and some of our merchandise and tag us using hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod. And if you interact with us, you might appear as an NPC in one of our episodes like Bray the Sheer Ray, named after at Bray Calhoun. And of course, some uh, characters are uh, voiced by uh, people we know, like Paralyte, voiced by Hannah McCarthy. Want a new credit card but not sure how to choose? You don't need to apply for the first offer you see in the mail. Credit Karma can help you zero in on the right option for you and apply with more confidence. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure you are exploring all sorts of options. And best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with even more confidence. Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free, does not affect your credit score. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your reward options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending you're going to do anyway. You may as well get something out of it, right? Let it Credit Karma help you figure that out. So ready to find the card that's for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Thanks, Credit Karma. Is it, is it something? I had, I had temporary heals, and then, like, I was hitting damage, and I think I hit it four times before I realized, oh, it's not taking off my HP, but I, I, I think I got it. You got it? Yeah. Okay, the crossbow hits you. You must have really angered them. It hits you for 13 points of damage, and now you need to roll a strength saving throw. Okay. 
that's a 10. Plants sprawl out from the arrow, plants and vines, and they grow at a rapid pace, entangling you and then growing into the floor, pinning you to the floor in position. That's a little Jimmy arrow. <laughs> Hi, Borg, it is your turn. <gasps> oh no, do you think little Jimmy's one of those archers? He couldn't be. He couldn't be, could he? No way. Uh, all right, well then I want to get out of that, so, I mean. Could you see if you recognize anyone? Yeah, can I, can I perceive if one of those guys is little Jimmy? Uh, yeah, make a perception check. Okay, that's a uh, 18. Ooh. Uh, you look around at the faces and none of them seem familiar to you. You don't think you've met any of these people in the past. Phew. <gasps> <Little> <laughs> All right. I couldn't, I don't know if I could take that betrayal. Just FYI, after Kyborg is them again and then Bart and then Mud. So I have like hand axes and a long sword and stuff like that. So I'm pinned to the ground. Yeah. So your condition, technically speaking in D&D, it's called restrained. So your speed is zero. You don't get any bonuses related to speed. Okay. Uh, attack rolls against you have advantage and your attack rolls have disadvantage. Okay. And you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Am I able to use an attack to cut myself out of these vines to free myself from this condition? Uh, yeah. You have like a dagger or something you could try to like cut out of the... Got a hand axe. Yeah, you could, you could try. You could use an attack action to like get a hand axe and then start chopping yourself out. All right. I take one of my hand axes and I start hacking away. That is a 20. All right. Yeah, yeah 20 plus yeah. 7. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll damage. Okay. 10, but I think that's before you wanted to add the modifier that you normally add. Oh, wait. When you made that attack roll, did you make it with disadvantage? No, I did not. Yeah, go ahead and roll one more time. Sorry sorry. about that. All right, that is a farts. It's an eight. Eight. You fumble to to really connect. Like, you're, you're so restrained. You're able to get your hand axe out, but you, you can't get quite the right angle to uh, chop at the vines and the plants to really get a good hit on them. So I'm still restrained. Okay. Well, I have another attack, so I'm going to take it at disadvantage. Same thing with my hand axe. Attacking the, the vines? Yes. So the first one is a 21, and the second one is a 14. Yeah, you learn from your earlier mistake, and this one you're able to, like, shave away enough of the vines to make a solid connection. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage on that. Five. Five, yeah. You're able to free enough of the vines that you're able to, with your brute strength, uh, break free. That's right. You hear that? Brute strength. Huge. Ripped. Uh, okay. Well, those were my two attacks. So I'm going to see if I have any bonus crud I can do. Action surge. Oh my God. Did you just remind me of that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing it. Remind you? How'd you forget? You'd love that action surge. I know. I just haven't used it in a while. It's like your move. Yeah, I know. Action surge. We're taking two more attacks. I bring out my longbow of triumph. I aim at the son of a gun that just shot his yeah, stupid arrow at me, and I'm going to pull out my little Jimmy arrow. It's my last one in stock. You have to go to the store and buy more. Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to take my shot. Don't throw it away. 24. Yeah, that easily connects. You show that supposed archer in air quotes. What for? Yep. And then I do eight points of damage. Does he get the vine stuff? This is a little oh, Jimmy arrow. Oh, that was a little Jimmy arrow, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me double check. I think I have two of those left. Yeah, special arrow, one. I'm going to delete that from my inventory. Goodbye, sweet arrow. Thank you for your service. Yeah, goodbye, little Jimmy arrows. Yeah, your arrow connects, and you feel like some kind of arcane energy surges out of it, enveloping the foe that was struck. You're not quite sure exactly what it did, but it feels like it did something. Yeah? Yeah. How's he looking? Uh, pretty messed up. <laughs> That's what a real archer looks like. All right, I'm going to have, uh, I got another action, or sorry, another attack, because I have two attacks, yeah. one action. So, geographically speaking, how far is he from the other people? Because there was the other two that... Yeah, at the top of the stairs, so it's about 30 feet to, like, the front row of the three archers. Okay. It's 
five feet to that person's left is the archer in the center, and then five feet to that person's left is the other archer on the eastern side. And those two are the ones that got hit by the flump damage. What about magic boys? Behind that archer that you struck, about 10 feet behind that archer is one of the magic users. And then 10 feet behind and then like 10 feet to the left is where the other one is. Okay. Well, they're all within 10 feet, so... Well, that last magic user I mentioned would not actually be within 10 feet because it's like 10 feet back and 10 feet over. So it's like at the diagonal, which is 10 A feet. A squared plus B squared 10 feet times the square root of two. I got, I got <laughs> So it'd be like 11.212 feet. All right, all right, math. Uh, That's well, my favorite part of D&D. <laughs> See, I never understood why parents would like think that kids getting into D&D was a bad thing, like devil worship. Like, it's just improv and math. And, it's yeah. like <laughs> and social skills. You're and learning <laughs> so much. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to take another shot with my Longbow Triumph, and this is going to be a uh, arcane shot if it makes it. And I'm going to aim at the dumb, dumb bubble gum real fast so i see what you're doing now i'm gonna try to help you out here okay if you shoot at the archer who's in the middle up at the top of the stairs yeah everyone is within 10 feet of that archer oh yeah it's one of okay yeah sorry i thought you were going for the one on the left my bad <laughs> no wait the one on the middle is the one that i, I hit with the with jimmy arrow right no the one on the left is the one who fired at you okay and well i'm gonna hit the guy in the middle okay, i'm there so you sorry go. barbara please don't fall asleep no no i'm i'm just i'm i'm literally just stretching my neck okay, i'm okay. still listening i just looked over at chris's computer and he just got i just saw like a Google search of a bunch of flowers. <laughs> he's, he's searching through flowers. Is it Mother's Day or are we playing D&D? No, no. We, I said I was going to pick out a special flower for uh, a pair of also, yeah. he saw me catch him looking at the flowers and he had a look like a parrot had walked in on him looking some naughty. <laughs> Is that what you think? He's like, <laughs> it's just flowers. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to shoot at that middle guy. Okay. Yes. And you said it's an arcane shot. Yeah. Well, it's going to be. 21. Yeah, that does connect. We All right. And then that does six points of damage, but it is an exploding arrow. Mark that. And then that's a, or sorry, a bursting arrow, bursting which arrow. is 2d6 force of damage each and hitting everybody within 10 feet of that guy. Do they get a save or anything on that? Or is it just? It says immediately after the arrow hits a creature, the target and all other creatures within 10 feet of it take 2d6 force damage each. Immediately. Lame. No. <laughs> he wants a saving throw. It's only 2d6. Wee. You're hitting all my guys. Oh my god, two sixes. That's a 12. <laughs> wow, that echoed in this room so impressively. He just he pointed his voice up away from any of the stuff we have around here to block bouncing of sound. I wonder if, if the building security the is going to come running in. Next time, scream into the curtain behind you. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know how often I see 2d6 actually result in 12. That's a, that's a good shot. Uh, yeah, so your arrow hits then bursts, damaging everyone in the area for 12 points of damage. Everyone seems really taken aback by this uh, massive amount of damage that ripples through the uh, upper alcove. Cool. But they are all still standing. Okay. Uh, and then finally, I want to perceive, since I did hit some of the magic caster guys, did that do anything to their protective bubble on the gym core? Make an arcana check. Oh. I'd be the first time Kyborg's ever done that. Let's watch me fail this. Here we go. That's a five. Magic, magic, something? I don't know. Uh, this, like, energy seems to be all over the place. Where does this come from? Uh -huh. Okay. Bart, you are up. That after Bart is mud. And I'm still invisible. Correct. You're invisible up near the top of the alcove. How many feet away from these archers? You're really close to them. Uh, the closest one from you is uh, about 10 feet away. The next closest one is 15. Then the one after that's about 20. And what about my party members? Uh, they are down at the bottom of the stairs. So to get to the stairs is also about five feet away and then 20 feet down. 
Okay, well, I'm kind of in a pickle because I feel like if I do any of my spells, I'm going to not be invisible anymore. Correct. Do love pickles. <laughs> and I'm really scared. So I'm still going to do it. I'm going to cast Cloud of Daggers I over them. I was hoping you would do that. But at the third level. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to cast that over. Bart's been sharpening his skills. <laughs> Lots, of daggers. Daggers. Lots of little daggers. Yeah. He just reappears. He got his cloud of daggers at third level. And uh, how big is the cloud? Is it five feet by five feet by five feet? Uh, yes. Five foot cube. So at best, you would be able to envelop two archers. Okay. You can do either the center one and the one on the left or the center one and the one on the right. I'll do the one on the left because yeah. okay. he's already a little damaged, right? Correct. Yeah. So center and left. Make it rain, Bart. Do you guys don't have to do any sort of saving throw? No, because they don't leave the cloud. They, they keep taking damage. Ping, 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 ping. 13. Man, that sucked. I got to roll 6d4, and I got a 4, 1, 3, 1, 3, 1. Well, that's a lot of ones. A lot of ones. Yeah, you got some fours and threes. That's, that's, that's true. That's Balance out. We can't all roll sixes on our, on our d6s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, out of nowhere, Bart reappears. This breaks your concentration, so uh, Bart pops back into existence, and as he does so, a cloud of daggers also pops into existence, enveloping the two enemies at the front line on the left. They are just surrounded by daggers, and they are looking incredibly weak, incredibly cut up and messed up. Cool. It's a wonder that they are still standing. Okay, I feel like that was a hint. I feel like something's happening here that they're... I'm just trying to paint the picture that way. When you ask how messed up are they, you know now. I feel like they have like some invulnerability because of Paralyte or something like that. <laughs> uh, and then there's still the one on the right, right. Correct. As a bonus action, could I cast my command on him? Dang. Ooh. And tell him to flee. Can you cast? It's a bonus action. It's a bonus. Oh, wow. Look at you. She's using the Dune voice. The spell fails. He thinks he's a flea. <laughs> he starts hopping around <laughs> and looking for dogs. <laughs> what is the save on that? Uh, wisdom 14. Let me look up their wisdom. They're dumb. They have a plus two on this save. Okay. Do your worst. Do your Five. That is a failure. <laughs> do you want to do the voice for us, Bart? <laughs> Make that really echoey and like cool in post. It's just going to be Micah in his recording area saying that word over and over again so he could layer more voices on it. Yeah. Like queen style. Or he's going to do the opposite where he makes me sound really weak and goes, scared. He, he, he pitches it up. It's even higher. <laughs> yeah. No, but it succeeded. So yeah, it was definitely scary. Something uh, about it made that other enemy terrified and they begin moving still on the upper level, but away from everyone, like around the Immersiums out towards the east. Okay. Later. It must be because of me. This is why your parents tell you to use your words. Uh, anything else for you, Bart? Uh, I think that's all I could do. I don't think I could do anything else. Okay, Mud, you're up. Then they get to go. Then Gum Gum eventually after that. That was a good move. Good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I could try to help Gum Gum, or I could try to go on the offensive. Do you, man. I feel like they're on the ropes. Do whatever okay. you do. Okay. He can also do his flumps and stuff. Uh, Mud gathers himself, uh, throws out his cloak of billowing for some drama. You make it billow dramatically? Yeah, and then off in the distance, you hear some music, and you're like, I, I know this melody. I know this melody. And Mud casts Conjure Animals, and you just hear this... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I conjure two Dionychus. What is a Dionychus? Basically, it's what they base raptors on in Jurassic Park, but instead of basing them actually on the size of velociraptors, which are about the size of a turkey, they base them off of Dionychus. Okay, the skeleton looks like a raptor from Jurassic yeah, Park. But I think they just thought like people couldn't, like, Dionychus was like too much for them. Have you seen a Dionychus? Yeah, Dionychus are, are awesome. No, like in game. Don't you have to have seen it? No, not with conjure animals. Oh, that's right. Okay. But now I've seen one and I'm adding it to my list. <laughs> You're just conjuring. <laughs> that's the dumbest loophole ever. Yes. I see Micah's got his head in his head. He's thinking. That's incredible. I, I, I guess that works. That um, seems like that's broken. Well, a little bit, but uh, I can only cast two of them. So I'm not going to totally break your brain like eight casting eight swarms of bats last time, I think. But because, because I'm seeing them, I'd also like to turn into one with my bonus action. I hate you so much. <laughs> You're like pulling a paralyte. Yeah. Blending in. Um, but I can't. That's conjuring them and turning into them is my action. So I won't be doing anything else as a Dynanicus. But I'm sure they will. They will. And they have some pretty broken abilities. I cast them so that they have at least 20 feet of movement to get to those uh, magic casters. So like at the base of the stairs. Yes. And they can so run up. they pounce the magic casters, which uh, if they move at least 20 feet straight toward a creature and then hit it with a claw attack on the same turn, the target must succeed on the strength saving throw or be knocked prone. They also have a multi-attack that gives them three attacks on this turn. Wow. I love being a druid. <laughs> yeah. OP. So they're going to take a magic caster each and pounce. Okay, yeah, let's deal with them one at a time. So, yeah, we'll let's deal go. with the first Dynanicus. I assume you'll go on the one on the left. Yeah, so I'm going to do a claw attack on the left. Wait, wait, don't I have to do the pounce first? It says, then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn. Okay, so you have to hit, then that target must succeed on the strength saving yeah, throw. Yeah, and so that roll was only a 10. And that was a miss. Okay, they get to do two claw attacks. So I'm going to do my second claw attack. That one is a 15. That does hit. So then they do have to do a DC 12 strength saving throw, Ooh. which seems to be a good attack to be doing against casters. Yeah, you're right. Okay, strength saving throw. DC 12. They have a plus zero on this. Ooh, a 20. Okay, but they still, that guy still takes uh, some slashing damage, which I shall roll for that. So that's four uh, slashing damage. And then I'm going to bite them as well. So that's another attack, which will land a 12. That misses. Okay, so then that's that's all that guy does. Yeah, the magic user who has been hit is, like, struggling to, to hold their intestines in. As a dinosaur attacks them. Yeah. Uh, so then I'm going to do... I'm just going to roll both of the claw attacks for the other guy. That's a 15 and an 8. The 15 hits, so I need to make the strength saving throw, right? Yes, please. Also a plus 0 on this. 10. Okay, so that's a 12, so you're prone. So that one is knocked down, and it takes how much damage? <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is great. I didn't read this part. First, he takes 10 slashing damage from that claw attack, but with, since he's prone, I get to take another bonus bite. Oh, <laughs> wow. Bonus bite? Oh, man. So now I'm going to roll for two bites on him. I want a Dynanike's tattoo now. <laughs> um, that's a 15 and a 23. Yeah, those both hit. Okay, so I'm going to roll 2d8. Nine plus four, so that's 13 bite dam uh, piercing damage. Okay, yeah, that dinosaur rushes up the stairs, pounces on that magic user, <laughs> and, like, totally eviscerates him. Like, only chunks of that, yeah. what used to be that magic user, are left on the ground. 
as, as that magic user dies, you see the arcane energy start to pulse and flicker. And the other magic user who's standing seems to like wince in pain and holds his hand to his head. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I make a roar, and that's the end of my turn. Can you give us a taste of that? <laughs> that was nice. so high pitch. Yeah, it scared that me. That was more than a taste. That was a full meal. Yeah. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This episode of Stinky Dragon is sponsored by Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> See Chris Pratt's newest adventure yeah. on theaters. <laughs> Mud always finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is that it for Dino Town? Dino Mud is done. Dino Might. Okay. Um, who is this? Is the arc- Dino DNA. Dino. Dino. Hello, John. Drew. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Uh, before I go, uh, just a, a quick point of clarification, because I know we're, we're going to hear about it. Uh, please tweet us um, at Stinky Dragon Pod. These conjured animals are fey, so you wouldn't technically be able to put them on your beast list. Okay. Mm. Mike is over there giving <laughs> finger guns like he just won a it's, debate. It's Micah who looked it up. We all hate you right now, Micah. <laughs> you killer of fun. You joint uh, murderer. Okay, so <laughs> then that doesn't use my bonus action. So I'm still mud. Correct. So then I would like to use my bonus action to cast... I'm pulling up so I call it the right thing. More damage. No, not more damage. Uh, where in this app are my traits? You're funny. You're kind. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're giving. You're caring. I cast Hidden Step. Uh, until your next turn, you turn invisible. So I'm invisible. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Bart. You're not the only one who can turn invisible. I can do it for like one time. Good. <laughs> mud mud I like how Bart's supportive of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Good. Good for us. Come into the darkness with me. <laughs> it, only, like, it only lasts for one turn. but I feel like you're holding your breath while you do it, and that's why it only lasts so long. You're like, oh. <laughs> and Gum Gum thinks he's almost invisible because he just can't move. He's so still. He's like, <laughs> he's uh, pulling a Drax. Like Drax, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's time for the archer in the middle. He doesn't know what happened. Some dinosaurs ran past him and totally started eating his friends behind him. He got outclassed by another better archer. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, aim for me. I don't care. Do it. (laughs) So who who does he see? Bart has reappeared into his vision. He sees Kyborg and Gum-Gum. Mud is invisible, so he would have to try to perceive you. There's two dinosaurs behind him, which he was not (laughs) expecting when he woke up this morning. You Um, you never expect dinosaurs. mm, Yeah, he's going to use his crossbow. He's going to center it at the dinosaur who's still uh, attacking the magic user that is alive. He turned his back on us. Oh, he's going to regret that. (laughs) AC 20. Uh, That does hit. His uh, crossbow bolt hits the dinosaur doing five points of damage. Uh, Have the dinosaur make a dexterity saving throw. And do... Oh, don't do the trap thing. That's only a 12. The crossbow bolt that connects with the dinosaur has a rope tied to it. It seems like it's a harpoon. Uh, So it connects with the dinosaur and he heaves it, pulling the dinosaur away from uh, the magic user that it was attacking. So just moving a few feet away from the magic caster? Yeah, like pulling him back closer towards the Everguard. Okay. At this point, he pulls out a spear and uses it to try to attack the dinosaur. Mm Mm-hmm. How'd that turn out for Neanderthals? <laughs> I, know they, I, know, I know they weren't around during that. Uh, that would hit uh, AC 13. My AC is 13. Okay, yeah, so that hits doing 12 points of damage. Okay. And the dinosaur must make a constitution saving throw. How you looking, mud? That's my dinosaur. That's dinosaur. Me. He's fine. 
Okay, but you're looking okay. I'm well. I'm a mud. Also, is not doing so yeah. well. He's but, looking invisible. You, yeah, you can't tell. He's invisible. Okay, that's only a ten. Oh, okay. The dinosaur takes an additional eleven points of poison damage. Okay. Kyborg, you notice Mayor Prattle is limping very gingerly up to the encounter from behind you. I thought he was dead. What? He says, "Ah, thank you for leaving Archie with me. He helped me make a full recovery. Here, let me help you." Mayor Prattle? I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> spark and kick this guy down the staircase. There's oh. no way that that's Mayor Prattle. <laughs> You're at the bottom of the staircase. <laughs> As Mayor Prattle uh gets close, no. uh, he, he very quickly uh starts taking a flurry of uh swings at you, uh punches. Okay, it's not Mayor Prattle. I knew it was you, Paralyte. You're not, you're not, no one's impressed. <laughs> hits AC, ooh, 16. I am a 16. Oh, that hits. Okay, good. Yay. No. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, I have my shield drawn. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just like so fast, you can barely keep track of them. The punches keep coming, uh, hitting you, doing a total of 18 points of damage. Oh my God. That's fine. It's fine. You need to make a strength saving throw. Oh, God. That's an 11. You drop your longbow of triumph oh, to the ground. Oh, no. Oh. Is that you, like, farting? Yes. <laughs> I lost my strength. And then Paralyte pulls her arm back and then throws another punch at you. Man. Yo, Kyborg might go down. No, no, no. Silence. It's a C. Ooh, 13. Oh, sorry, Kyo. Was, so sorry. It, God, it was almost a 29. Oh. It went from like, think, and it rolled over at the last second. No, 13. That's not going to work out. Sorry. That's a miss? Mm, she doesn't like that. Paralyte purses her lips together, closes her eyes, squints a little bit. All four of you make a wisdom saving throw. Just crop testing. It's my specialty. I don't think it is. It's a nine. Mm. Six. Oof. 12. Nine. Oh. are highest. Something about the way she's looking at you pulls at your inner darkest fears. Pardon. I'm. This is a sight-based spell. If you see her, not if she sees you. I'm not looking at her. You. <laughs> she's in the area. Every, everyone who can, everyone who can see her within thirty feet. Well. I, am I looking at her? Because I can't turn, even turn. Yes. Oh, shoot. Oh, so all of you are really terrified of her, and all of you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. Question. Yeah. I have advantage against being frightened. Oh, you do? I do. Roll that again. Okay. Is this some sort of charm? No. It's a 17 this time. Mm, still not good enough. Dang. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Wow, dang. Okay. Yeah, so you are also frightened. Everyone has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls, as long as you can still see her. And none of you can get any closer to her. How far away is she? Yes. Well, she's within melee range of you, Kyborg, because she uh, punched you. She did this on purpose. She knows how powerful the Wongo there, Triumph there's is. There's got to be, like, something we're supposed to be doing here, right? I feel like she's way too powerful for us we to are. take We are. We're taking down the magic casters that are behind her. <laughs> Gum Gum, it is your turn. Then uh, they will go and then Kyborg. I have a question. Did that uh, frightening thing that happened, does that count as an attack? No. Okay. I need to rage again because my rage has ended. It did? Oh, yeah. I didn't, didn't attack, attack anyone yeah. and I didn't take any damage. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so Gum Gum gets really mad, doesn't move, calms down, then gets really mad again. The real roller coaster of emotions over oh, yeah. there. Six is my rage. Oh, you re roll your I rage. Have to redo, yeah. yeah, and I need it because I need the damage reduction. Until your rage ends, you're surrounded by multicolored protective uh, lights. You gain plus one bonus AC, and people within uh, 10 feet gain a plus one bonus AC. Oh, okay. So we'd say Kyborg and Mud most likely would all, would be within 10 feet. 
Okay, but my no floof. And then I know what I can do. I'm gonna do uh, a magic awareness. And is that just like? As an action, you can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. You're just trying to gather intel. Yeah. It, it, see, see, see. I'm trying to figure out what the protective barriers are. Within what range? Is it like 30 feet? Within 60 feet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You open up your perception to magic, and yeah, you can definitely tell there is strong magic emanating from the caster. It seems like it's going from them out to the diagem core. The diagem core itself is also radiating very strong magic as well as Paralyte. And what school of magic is this uh, protective thing? Evocation. Evocation. Are you able to free yourself? I'm okay. about to roll for it. All right, here comes my constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. <gasps> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I got an eight. Mm-mm. I have a plus Ooh. six to constitution. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, you are You are still firmly stuck. Have you- Standing um, your ground. Have you like, uh, like ever tried not sucking at the rolls? <laughs> I really have terrible. You, roles. you don't have any inspiration is, or nothing. Is, you no. say Gum Gum's frozen. Is he like encased in? Hey, he's no, petrified. He's, he's, he's like paralyzed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, make a really funny joke, and then Gus will give you an inspiration die. Then you can roll it. Go ahead, dude. Give us your best shot. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just wait. Uh, we'll just wait. It's okay. Hey. Uh, I'm so angry. I don't even. I'm so angry. I. I can't move. <laughs> I don't Nailed it I hate being I was on the spot Got it Inspiration die Incoming no. No. Oh, 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 Okay right. Yeah everybody let us know In the comments If Buckgast should have given that An inspiration die we, we, That's Alright so It's one of the archers turns And after that Will be Kyborg Can Chris get an inspiration die For being the The member who's wearing One of our Stinky Dragon merch pieces oh. Could that be a reason I'm wearing two If a listener Would What, were to what send are you us also wearing the hat? Oh, no. <laughs> he doesn't have a hat on. Chris thought he was wearing a hat. He is not wearing a hat. <laughs> if a listener tweets us a photo of themselves wearing Stinky Dragon merchandise, they will get an inspiration we'll die. We'll retcon and give Chris an inspiration day. Oh, you do have I a black I brought one. a hat. You brought a I hat. I just wasn't wearing it. Can you pass it to me right now? Okay. This archer is going to focus their attention on the dinosaur who was attacking the magic user. This one also pulls out a spear uh, and tries to hit the dinosaur. They're, they're sponging. You. They're Thank sponging. You, John. Smode did that. Ooh, that's a critical hit. That's a 24. Go for it. All right. That's 20 points of damage. You know what's fun about that, Gus? Is that it's a great hit. It's, it's critical. That's tough to roll. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. That dinosaur had like two HP. <laughs> so that dinosaur's gone. That dinosaur's gone. So it's kind of a little bit of a wasted crit. So uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Do I get an inspiration die? <laughs> yeah, she Barbara <laughs> tweeted a photo of herself wearing that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I said that would be the case. So Bart, you do get an inspiration. Oh, hand, hand me the hat. That's it. It's over. Hat. It's over. <laughs> oh wait, I already had one. <laughs> oh, bro. You could have told Chris to do it. Oh. Could I give my inspiration? Nope. <laughs> Donate it. Uh, okay, well, that one's dead. So um, this archer is going to turn their attention at the other dinosaur who's up top over the dead body of the magic user and fire a crossbow bolt at that one. Mm-hmm. That hits, ooh, AC 20. I assume that's a hit. That is a hit. That does seven points of damage. Copy that. And it needs to make a strength saving throw. That's an 11. Ooh, okay. Vines and plants sprout out from this crossbow bolt, entangling the uh, dinosaur and pinning it to the ground. Copy that. Dino! <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> that is it for that enemy's turn. Kyborg, it's your turn. Okay. 
how what's the process like for um putting away a weapon and then drawing another one instead is that an action is that a bonus action what is that putting away and drawing that would be an action well i guess i'm not putting away an action you didn't pull out because because the yeah you're currently unarmed yeah so if i were to draw my long sword and my shield is that an action uh draw your long sword and shield I think it could go either way. I'll be nice to you. It's a bonus action. Whoop, whoop. All right. Uh, well, then I do that. Okay. I draw my shield, which ups my AC, and now I have my... <laughs> ups your AC to what you had for about the first two arcs of our <laughs> campaign. Plus, <laughs> plus, I got uh, Gum Gum's plus one, You so you, I'm a little bit beefier now. You're almost like, um, what are they called? A fighter? <laughs> uh, okay. So I feel like because... Paralyte has that thing that's going to do the, you know, we, we're at disadvantage for You can't approach her either. Correct. He cannot approach her. However, she's he, melee he's distance. lucky she is melee distance because uh, she approached him as uh, Mayor Prattle and then started punching him. Right. Hack, 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 hack her up, hack her up. Um, you said, do, do I have another bonus action that can I heal myself? No, you used your bonus action to pull your stuff out. Which he was nice about, so do yes. not you're say right, you're right. Don't <laughs> have an <laughs> remark right now. Sure, sure, sure. Or he will shove that sword and shield right back into your inventory. You are absolutely right. Thank you, Almighty Gus. Uh, okay, well then I'm gonna just take a swing at the old, uh, the old light with uh, with my long sword at disadvantage. Well, it's a nine, so I don't think it's gonna get much lower than that. Nineteen. Nope. That is. Uh, we take the nine. That is a miss. Okay, but uh, I have two attacks. So I'm going to take it again. It's a 12 and a 27. Poopy. Yep, yeah. Then we take the 12, and that is also a miss. Man, these disadvantages. She's uh, just, like, so intimidating. Now that you see her up close, you see, like, the disfigurement on her face. There's just, like, something unnerving about it. It's just, like, otherworldly. Uh, and then, like, movement-wise, I can't do anything towards uh, her now. You can move away, but since you l- would leave uh, melee range, she would have attack of opportunity on you. Time to hold your ground with that shield. Yep. All right. Cool. That's me. It is the remaining mage's turn, and then Bart after that. Okay, well, that the remaining mage has had the dinosaur pulled off of it. The remaining mage, the dinosaur's dead, because the other one that's Oh, right. That, I mean, yeah, I mean, that one's dead, and the other one's a, uh, entangled. Over his dead friend's body. This one, I guess he continues to, to focus on the magic spell he is channeling. Yeah, you do that. Then, uh, Bart, it is your turn. And then after Bart is mud. How far is Paralyte from Bart? Paralyte is down the stairs, we'll say, and then you're a little away from the stairs, straight line, about 25, 30 feet. All right. <clears throat> I cast Dissonant Whispers. <sighs> <sighs> I try to cast Dissonant Whispers at Paralyte. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. Yes. I imagine she's very wise, so this might be... This will be plus five. Dumb as a sack of bricks. And uh, the the save looks like it is a 14? Yes, a 14. That is a 23. All right. So she uh, she successfully saves against Dissonant Whispers. So she takes half damage. Half damage. So that's a 21. So half of that rounded down or rounded up? Uh, normally we round down. So 10. 10. 10 points of damage. Does that break her thing? Yeah, does, does that break her f- scariness at all? No, it's not like an active ability she has to keep up. Like it just happened, and then now you all are you all are in that condition. Okay. How do we free ourselves of that? It expires over time. Okay. I'm going to try this on her. I'm going to cast my command, <laughs> and I'm going to tell her to grovel. <laughs> grovel. Uh, what kind of save is that? Also, a 14 wisdom. Come on, crappy roll. Give us, give us that. Oh, razzle dazzle. Twelve. Of a crappy roll. Ooh. 
and that's gonna be on her turn that she. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, you you don't know, but it does succeed. Okay. And for I just want to read what it says here for Grovel, the target falls prone and then ends its turn. Okay. Um, so whenever it's paralyzed turn, that's what happens. Gotcha. Good job, Bart. Yeah. Nailed it. Nice oh, word. Thank you. Grovel. There you go. <laughs> Mud, it's your turn. Then they act a bunch, and then Gum Gum. Can I resolve the dinosaur first? Yes. Okay. Then I believe if I anything called love. <laughs> believe that Kyborg, when entangled in these same kinds of vines, attacked him to get him off. Yes. Okay. Then I'd like to do a little claw. Yeah, at disadvantage because of the entanglement. That would be a the disadvantage one would be thirteen. Yeah. It, uh, you manage to slice your way out, or and the dinosaur manages to slice its way correct. out. Correct. And so, how far am I from the other caster? Or how far is my Dinonychus? That far. About twenty feet away. That perfect. I love that number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then I want to do a, a claw attack against that little POS. Okay. Got him. Which that is a 12. That's a miss. Okay. Then I will do a bite. That one's a 20. Oh, that hits. Yeah. So I'm going to do a little bit of some spicy damage. It's only going to be, that's only four piercing. And that's the bite? That's the bite, which then resolves uh, Dinonychus turn. Well, lucky for you, that is the exact amount of hit points that that uh, magic user had left. Oh, my dinosaurs oh. ate magic casters. <laughs> they tried. The, 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 the archers knew that this was going to be the end result. They did their best to try to stop your, yeah. your dinosaurs. Something tells me they'd taste like Lucky Charms or something. <laughs> magic. Some is, magic food. They're magically delicious. My girlfriend and Boom. <laughs> 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 the greenish force shield evaporates around the diagem core but it appears water continues to envelop the platform where the giant eel slithers around and sparks the glowing indigo core. How far is that away? About 20, 25 feet. Okay. I'd like to cast Call Lightning. Okay. Over the diagem core, a storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius centered on a point you can see within range. Okay. When you cast a spell, choose a point you can see under the cloud. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that at, to that point. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dex saving throw. Ooh. Dex 16. Otherwise, you take damage. I assume if the eel is is wrapped or is surrounding the diagem core, I could attack the eel and the core. Yeah. Then I'm doing that. That makes sense. Okay. Do I have to roll my save first or? Yeah. Give me a give me a dex save. Five. That's not gonna work. Nope. All right, so they take three D10 lightning damage. All right, go ahead and roll that. All right, eel takes 12 lightning damage, which I don't know if that's gonna hurt an eel or not be bad at a lightning <laughs> eel. Makes him super powerful. You charge him up. The giant eel topples to the ground, Ooh. still sparking but struggling to breathe. The core powers down and the indigo diagem dims to a soft glimmer. The immersed gateways below all close and fade from existence, all but one. But something draws your attention. A blotchy-skinned dwarf stands behind the core, stroking his red beard with eyes ogling the gleaming diagem. It's Archie. Foosh! From the portal below outsteps Dr. Ahem <clears throat> with Sordo floating behind. They both stop in their tracks as they look up at the curious dwarf. You hear Sordo say, Oh my Daya, that's, that's my body! So hurry, somebody stop! What? But oh. before anyone can bleak, Archie snatches the gem out from the core. <laughs> the ground vibrates with a horrifying hum, Archie's skin turns a shade of indigo, but then rapidly shifts to a vibrant crimson. His body floats into the air, and his head tilts back, releasing a hellish scream. 
A crimson vapor pours out from his mouth, growing larger and larger like a scarlet thundercloud, until finally the dwarf plummets to the ground, limp and pale with a thud. The cloud starts taking shape, conforming itself into an obscure red figure hovering above you all. Two bloodshot eyes emerge from the haze, then a crooked smile, and finally the vapor molds into a smoky humanoid physique. <sighs> finally, countless years without my rightful form, afflicted by putrid mortality and a sickening excuse for flesh and bone. But now, now I'm back. Suddenly, the diagem appears in the center of the creature's forehead, pulsing with indigo radiance. The creature's bloodshot eyes look around and see you all. Oh, I almost forgot you all were here. I suppose I should be thanking you for helping me find this. A wispy hand reaches up and touches the diagem with a finger. The shape of an eye appears on the face of the indigo gem. One down, five more to go, and the best part, she can't stop me this time. <laughs> Hear Dr. Ahem mutter, Dyer, save us all. You dare speak her name, mortal? A plume of crimson cloud lashes out from the creature like lightning and strikes Dr. Ahem, flinging him across the atrium into the wall with a resounding wham. The crimson creature catches sight of Sordo. <sighs> I wondered when we would meet again. Sordo, is it? I don't know that we were ever properly introduced. I am Entropa. Thunder booms throughout the atrium, knocking everyone to the ground. An enormous indigo portal opens overhead, swirling like a stormy sea. Your heads start to swim into a blood-red daze, your eyes feeling heavy. And the last thing you see is Entropa's lips crease into a crooked smile as he says, Let the chaos begin. Gum gum can float. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a new big bad. Cause is this is this the big big bad? This is the big big bad. Is Paralyte not the big bad? Paralyte's not. Apparently not. We're gonna have to find out in the next episode. Dang it. The Sticky Dragon. So Archie was Sordo. I never trusted that Archie's dude. body. Archie's body is oh, Sordo. That's Sordo's body. Sordo's never body. So that. whatever was in Archie is in Tropa. Well, correct. Remember yeah. Archie we found in that cave frozen in ice. Yeah. Oh, and we so freed him. We were the idiots that did it. Yeah. Oh. And, and I'm the idiot who broke the eel and gave him the core. <laughs> well, we did keep the amulet away from him. Well, at least you all are consistent. We did. So, wait, Archie, that's not... That's just a made-up character. Like that's just a character that uh, this guy made up to be. It's like basically a, like an evil spirit probably took over this body, and then Sordo was forced to be into this. Out. Yeah. So yeah, then, and he's called Archie because he's our arch nemesis. Dun, dun, dun. This guy's his best friend's Jughead. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I liked Archie. Does he like oh. Betty or Veronica better? Oh, we'll never. Well, Fifty years and we're sixty <laughs> years, and we're still waiting to find out. Gum Gum is just like, and we were best friends for a short time. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time. Find out uh, how the party's going to pass away. Oh. All right. <laughs> Bye. Tell your friends about Stinky Dragon. Tell them to get stinky. Hey everyone, just want to let you know, in case you didn't know, we have an event coming up in Austin this July 1st to 3rd. It's RTX. RTX! 
We'll be there. We'll be doing a Stinky Dragon panel. You can find information about the event in general at rtxevent.com if you want to pick up badges. Come see us, talk about Stinky Dragon, and get stinky in front of a live studio mm. audience. I'll, I'll be, be shooting real arrows into the <laughs> no, audience. No, yes, no. the Longbow no. Triumph will be making an appearance only at RTX. <laughs> if people who aren't familiar with RTX, it's the amazing podcast animation and gaming convention. I say amazing. The best. A lot the of best. cosplay. Best, yeah. A lot of booths for buying nerd stuff. A lot of rooster teeth folks. Yeah. Like Chris said, a lot of great content that if you enjoy Tales from the Stinky Dragon, it's probably stuff that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the website and uh, come see us. We're going to have a Stinky Dragon event. Details to follow soon. And we're also have a bunch of other things with our podcast, like Black Box Down and RT Podcast. And uh, maybe you'll see a live, a real life flump there. Oh, yeah. Wow. We can guarantee there will be, in fact, a real life dragon. So we can guarantee that. It's right. also just a good time yeah. with good people. So come hang out. Come say hello. And hopefully we'll see you there July 1st to 3rd here in Austin. Details at rtxevent.com.